In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the Apostle Paul explains to us the falling away that has to come before the return of Jesus to gather the elect of God. All of these things written by Paul in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 pertain to the apostasy that had to come into the church before Jesus can return to this earth to gather the elect of God. Start at verse 3 of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Paul says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day of the Lord shall not come, except there come a falling away first. In 1982, when I was reading this section of Scripture, God said to me, The falling away are not people leaving the churches. The falling away are the churches leaving the Scriptures. Before Jesus returns, churches will leave the Scriptures and set up doctrine contrary to the New Testament Bible. And that falling away from the Scriptures allows the man of sin, Antichrist, to be revealed, and he comes into the churches as a spirit in the form of a spirit into the hearts of the congregation and the ministers who have changed the word of God from that which is written in the New Testament Bible. They didn't change all of the word of God. They changed part of the scriptures. They especially changed scriptures pertaining to divorce and remarriage. They just quit speaking those scriptures, thus allowing sin in the churches themselves. For example, Mark chapter 10, Jesus said, Start at verse 6. From the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this cause, a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they too shall be made one flesh. So then they are no more two, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul explained to us that at the time of sexual intercourse, the two become one flesh. Therefore, you can't just divorce your wife because of incompatibility and walk away. There's only one scriptural reason for a man to divorce his wife. And you will find that in Matthew chapter 5, verse 32. One scriptural reason for a man to divorce his wife. Jesus said, But I say unto you, 
that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery, and whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, committeth adultery. We had a man in our church group who filed divorce papers against his wife. When I heard about it, I called him, and I said to him, Was your wife unfaithful to you? He thought about it, and he said, No. And I said, Well, the only scriptural reason you have to divorce your wife is if she's unfaithful to you. And I gave him this scripture in Matthew 5, 32. Apparently, he read this scripture, believed the scripture, and he withdrew the divorce proceedings that he had filed in the U.S. courts against his wife. Once again, Jesus says, the only reason that you have To divorce your wife is if she's unfaithful to you. Whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. If you divorce a faithful wife and she remarries, she commits adultery, but you will be the cause of that adultery because you divorced a faithful wife. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. The man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. The woman who remarries after divorce commits adultery. None of that is being taught in any church I ever attended. In fact, they set up singles classes basically for the purpose of allowing those singles to meet each other and find Christian husbands and wives. But if the woman has been divorced and she marries someone in the singles class, she commits adultery and he commits adultery. And... The marriage is performed at the church. This is a great sin today in our churches. It is the falling away from Scripture. Reading this Scripture once again, because this is a very important Scripture in setting up your church doctrine. Jesus said, Whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. Returning to Mark chapter 10, verses 11 and 12, Jesus said unto them, Whosoever shall put away his wife and marry another committeth adultery against her. And if a woman shall put away her husband and be married to another, she committeth adultery. 
1 Corinthians 7, verses 10 and 11, Paul says, This is a commandment of the Lord for the New Testament church concerning divorce and remarriage. Starting at verse 10, And unto the married I command, Yet not I, but the Lord. Let not the wife depart from her husband. But, and if she depart, let her remain unmarried, or be reconciled to her husband. And let not the husband put away his wife. Verse 39. The wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will only in the Lord. Romans chapter 7, verses 2 and 3. For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. These are the scriptures upon which we build the true doctrine of Christ for the church today. And concerning being one flesh, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Start at verse 15. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. At the time of sexual intercourse, the two people become one flesh, even if you are having sex with a prostitute, Paul shows us. So Paul says, verse 18, flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. Fornication is a sin different from all other sins. There is so much sexual sin inside the churches today. I attended many years ago a church in Dallas, Word of Faith. One of the men in the singles class was a divorced man. He said he was a prophet, and he seemed to be a prophet. One time we went to a church meeting together and we came back to my apartment, and I was making coffee in the kitchen. And when I came out of the kitchen, 
This man was standing in my living room completely naked. And he tried to force me to have sex with him. I broke loose, grabbed my car key, and fled from my apartment. I left the door unlocked to my apartment. My purse was in my apartment. Nothing mattered to me except fleeing from the situation. If I had to do so, I could have spent the night in my car. I happened to be parked where I could see his car from my car. It wasn't long before he came out of my apartment, fully clothed, got in his car and drove away. I went back into my apartment and locked the door. When I moved from Dallas, Texas to the city where my mother lived, I had two apartments built on a trailer park which we owned. A man who did the concrete work for the construction was a deacon in one of the local Baptist churches. And he was very friendly to me, as one would expect him to be, for I'm a member of the body of Christ, and he's a member of the body of Christ, and of course, we were friendly. One day, we were in my living room talking. When he began talking to me about sex and how God knew we needed sex, and he tried to get me to have sex with him, I went into another room and got a Bible and began reading to him the passage of Scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. And I said to him, Even if you had sex with a prostitute, the two become one flesh at the time of sexual intercourse. And here's what Paul said. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. Fornication is a sin different from all other sins that you can choose to commit. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. This man got up and fled from my house, and I never saw him again. I was acquainted with this man's wife and his children, and he was a deacon at the Baptist church that my cousin attended. I know these sins are common today in the churches because these scriptures are not taught in the churches. Another doctrine has been set up in the churches. And it allows 
that which is opposite to Christ, Antichrist, into the churches. Divorce and remarriage is just one of the sins being allowed into the churches, but it is a primary sin. In 1982, God said to me, The time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. After that, God showed me to send a cassette tape to a television evangelist, Jim Baker, of the Jim and Tammy Baker television program. The tape concerned adultery. I know the tape never reached Jim Baker, because I got a form-type letter back from his ministry, and it's one of those letters which looks like a personal letter. It uses the name of the person who sent the initial letter to Jim Baker. But in my case, I sent this cassette tape with a cover letter, and I identified myself as a prophet. And the name of the ministry on the letterhead was Jesus Ministries. The person who opened the envelope thought the name of the person writing was named Jesus. So I got a form letter back from Jim Baker, phony form letter. And he said, Dear Jesus, thank you for your inspirational message. And he said, Jesus, I want you to know that Tammy Faye and I prayed for you today. Signed, Jim Baker. I knew he never got the cassette tape on the subject of adultery. I didn't know it at the time I sent the tape on adultery. But later it was revealed that Jim Baker was having sexual intercourse with one of the church secretaries named Jessica Hahn. After that, and after it was exposed to the public, Jessica Hahn even wrote some type of article on Playboy magazine telling about her affair with Jim Baker. It's terrible what goes on, but I know it goes on. It goes on primarily because the scriptures have been changed. One of our church members was a divorced woman who had remarried, had two children by her first husband. Before she was born again, she went to a pastor to see if it would be proper for her to marry after having been divorced. This pastor told her, Well, I don't see anything wrong with being married after you're divorced. My sister is divorced and remarried. Years later, this woman was born again and began reading the Bible. And she saw by these scriptures that she had committed adultery. And she was horrified and furious with this pastor for not telling her the truth. Well, we each have Bibles. 
Every one of us should read the Bible and settle these questions by the Bible. But this pastor is also guilty for failing to deal with Scripture properly. But I've seen so much of that. After God told me the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God, for the next 30 years in trying to find a church to attend, I ran into one problem after another as I listened to the pastors who were speaking at those churches. For they were speaking things that weren't in this Bible. One of them made it up himself. Well, actually, two of them made it up. And some of them were changing scripture. But they were basically antichrist, every one of them. And I could not stand being in their church group because of this. And I left one group after another. Actually, from the time I was born again and attended the first church that I went to when I was born again, they were teaching that tongues are of the devil. Their pastor was teaching this. And I read the scripture one day where Paul said, Forbid not to speak with tongues. 1 Corinthians 14. I was shocked because the church I was attending certainly would forbid the speaking in tongues, and they were teaching that tongues are of the devil. So I told my best friend, who also attended that church, I'm not going to go back to that church. They are teaching the opposite from what the Bible says. And she said, well, I'm not going to go back either. It's terrible. I have gone to so many pastors after the service and have spoken in private to those pastors. And I have never yet seen a pastor repent from teaching wrong things. I've never seen one repent from adding his own things to the scriptures. One of the pastors at one of the non-denominational services was teaching that Hagar and Sarah were half-sisters. I was shocked. I had never read in the Old Testament anything about Hagar, the handmaiden, the bondage woman, being a half-sister to Abraham's wife, Sarah. I went back and read every scripture on the subject, and I couldn't find it in the Bible. I called that pastor, and I said, I just can't find in the Bible anything that tells me that Sarah and Hagar are half-sisters, as you taught yesterday in the Sunday service. And I said, I just want you to tell me where that is in the Bible. He was extremely evasive. And I said, well, it's very important to me. He said, well, I just can't remember where it is. And I said, well, would you please find it and tell your secretary and have her call me and tell me where it is? It's very important to me. 
Then he got very angry, and he screamed into the telephone, All right, I don't know where it is. It's not in the Bible. No repentance, no shame, no repentance at all. I would be horrified to teach something that's not in the Bible, that doesn't have a scriptural basis. But I have found this problem more than once as I've tried to find a church to attend. There's no way I can attend a church where the pastor has lied to the congregation this way, just made up things that aren't in the Bible, and then when confronted, lies and says he can't remember when all the time he knows it's not in the Bible, that which he spoke. You can't attend a church like this. This is Antichrist in the churches in the end time. Another non-denominational church, the pastor was teaching from John chapter 8 concerning the woman taken in adultery and brought before Jesus. And he said, when this woman was brought before Jesus, she was naked from the waist up. Well, I looked around the room because I knew that wasn't in John 8. Nobody was picking up a Bible to reread it to see if it was right. The men had, many of them had very big smiles on their face, picturing this woman who was naked from the waist up. It was lasciviousness that was being spoken by this pastor. I took my Bible, which I had with me, and immediately read John 8 once again, and there's not a word in it about the woman being naked from the waist up. The next day I called this pastor and I said, where is it in the Bible that tells that this woman was naked from the waist up as you spoke last night at your meeting? And he said, I can't remember where it is in the Bible. And I said, well, would you please look it up and tell your secretary and have her call me and tell me? And he became very angry. And he shouted the same thing the other man had shouted, the other pastor. And that is, all right, it's not in the Bible. Where do you go to church? Well, I was trying to find a church to attend, and I was visiting their church, but I can't go to a church where their pastor makes up things and tells them to the congregation as if they are in the Bible. That's Antichrist. Now back to Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day of the Lord shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worship, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. If you look at the New American Standard Bible, NASB, that same passage of Scripture, in the NASB, it calls this falling away the apostasy. 
Verse 3, no one is to deceive you in any way, for it, the day of the Lord, will not come unless the apostasy comes first. The falling away from Scripture. And in verse 6 it says, And you know what restrains him, Antichrist, now, so that he will be revealed in his time. You know what restrains him. And I said to God, What restrains Antichrist? What is it that keeps Antichrist out of the churches today? What restrains him? What holds him back? And instantly it was revealed to me, It's the Word of God that holds Antichrist back. The Scriptures, the Holy Scriptures of the New Testament holds Antichrist back. And once the church removes that portion of Scripture, the door is open for Antichrist in the churches. Well, that's why all the sin's happening in the churches, because the Scriptures on these subjects of sin have been withheld. Although each individual has his own Bible and can read it, he's depending on that pastor for his salvation. That's a bad thing to do. You better read the New Testament Bible and then you conform yourself to the scriptures. Paul said in Romans chapter 12 verse 2, be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, by the renewing of your mind to the New Testament Bible and what it says, causing your doctrine to be compatible with the New Testament Bible, not opposite from the New Testament Bible. Jesus says, the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery And they perform marriages at their churches where men marry divorced women because it is reasonable to their fleshly minds to do this. Also, it would seem unreasonable to the world if they didn't do this. If they said the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery, this would sound unreasonable to the world. So they changed their doctrine to make it compatible with the world to get people to come to their churches. Oh yes, we accept homosexuals and lesbians. We don't see anything wrong with that. Romans chapter 1 says the opposite. Romans chapter 1, this passage of Scripture specifically says, Because... When they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. Verse 26. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves 
that recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. That's Romans chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. God calls it vile affections. Have you ever heard this preached at any church that you have attended? Why not? So often, the person preaching avoids scriptures that might be offensive to someone in the congregation. This is the Antichrist Church of the End Times. Now, what's going to happen to the Antichrist Churches of the End Times that are all over the world today? What's the end to be for them? Paul tells us in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, At the coming of Jesus, they will be destroyed. And then shall that wicked be revealed, verse 8, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause... God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. All of those people who love their churches more than the word of God will be destroyed at the coming of Jesus. The first church I ever attended was teaching tongues are of the devil. When I read the scripture in 1 Corinthians 14, forbid not to speak with tongues, I saw immediately, that church I'm attending is teaching the opposite thing from the Bible. I never went back to that church when I saw that. When I saw 1 Corinthians 14 and what Paul said, I never went back to that church. I've left several churches because they were teaching opposite to the scriptures. Because the scriptures mean something to me. The love of the truth is important. The truth is in the Holy Bible. So if a church is teaching opposite to something that's in the Holy Bible, it's Antichrist. And if you continue in that church, You'll be destroyed at the end, at the coming of Jesus. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 8 through 12. That they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. God will turn you over to a strong delusion to let you believe a lie so you can be damned in that church. The only thing you can do is flee that church when you see they are teaching something opposite to that which is stated 
in the New Testament Bible. I know all of this was ordained by God to happen in the last days. I know it is fulfilled when I see, well, I don't see these pastors anymore because I don't try to go to their churches. But when I used to go to their churches, hunting a church to attend, and saw them teach something not in the Bible, that is exactly what Paul is talking about that would happen in the churches in the last days. So, in closing, we'll read once again the scripture in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day of the Lord shall not come, except there come a falling away first. Churches would fall away from specific scriptures, and that lets sin reign in that church. And that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And Paul says, With the coming of Jesus, and then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. It's end-time churches that Paul's speaking about. It's Antichrist in the churches. It is the apostasy in the churches that's spoken of in the NASB Bible. We can't be a part of it. We should love the scriptures so much that we're horrified when something is wrong at church according to the scriptures, when they're doing the opposite from the scripture, we should be horrified and we should flee. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.